Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Strange Places. Told you it was coming. <laughs> Today, we're going to be taking a look at one of the most, uh, one of the biggest hotbeds of strange and paranormal activity, Skinwalker Ranch. Um, some have called it a supernatural place. Others call it cursed. Terry Sherman got so spooked by the happenings on his new cattle ranch back in the day that 18 months after moving his family of four to the property, now only known as Skinwalker Ranch in northeastern Utah, he sold the 512-acre parcel away as soon as he could. <laughs> he and his wife Gwen shared their chilling experiences with a local reporter in June of 1996. They saw crop circles, UFOs, Systematic and repeated mutilation of their cattle in an oddly surgical and bloodless manner. Within three months of the story's publication, Las Vegas real estate magnate and UFO enthusiast Robert Bigelow bought the property for $200,000. Under the name, the National Institute for Discovery Science, Bigelow set up round-the-clock surveillance of the ranch, hoping to get to the bottom of the paranormal claims. But while that surveillance yielded a book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah, heck of a name there, bud, in which several of the researchers claimed to have seen paranormal activities, they were unable to capture any meaningful physical evidence supporting the Sherman's incredible stories. The ranch was resold to Adamantium Real Estate which had since applied to trademark the name Skinwalker Ranch. Had the Shermans been lying about what they saw? Or under the spell of some kind of collective delusion? We'll see. Without evidence, the stories they told are difficult to believe, but they're hardly unique. The Unita Basin of eastern Utah has been a hotbed of paranormal sightings over the years already. Some extraterrestrial, uh, extraterrestrial enthusiasts called it UFO Alley. I mean, you can't throw a rock in southern Utah without hitting somebody who claims to have been abducted. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Jeez, cat. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? You think an alien is in my room? Jeez. I hope I can mix that out. Now, according to Hunt for the Skinwalker... Uh, you know, odd objects have been spotted overhead since the first European explorers arrived. It goes back that far. <laughs> in 1776, Franciscan missionary Silvestre Velez de Escalante wrote... <laughs> Sorry if I have trouble uh, pronouncing things. Uh, wrote about strange fireballs appearing over his campfire in El Rey. Before the Europeans, though... Indigenous people occupied the Unita Basin. Today, Skinwalker Ranch abuts the Unita and uh, Ure Indian Reservation of the Ute Tribe, of the Ute Tribe. Sorry if I'm pronouncing any of this wrong. Now, <clears throat> were the Shermans seeing things that nearby Native Americans had taken note of, like, centuries earlier? Well, there's a lot that goes into Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, tackling first, let's say, you know, the mysterious creatures, yeah. Now, I mean, not everything the Sherman saw on their ranch was skyborne <laughs> or a UFO or what have you. They also claimed to see large animals, impossibly large animals. Most notably, a wolf, three, three times the size of a normal wolf that Terry shot at close range multiple times with a rifle. 
to seemingly no effect. And then, on the night of March 12, 1997, after the ranch had been sold off, biochemist Colm Kellier, working with Bigelow's National Institute for Discovery Science, claimed to see a large humanoid creature spying on the research team from a tree. As he detailed in Hunt for the Skinwalker, the creature was approximately 50 yards away, watching the team safely from a tree perched 20 feet off the ground. The large creature that lay motionless almost casually in the tree, he said. The only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes as they stared fixedly back into the light. Spooky. He fired at the creature with a rifle. It disappeared. It was then that I last saw it, he says, a single obvious uh, oval track about six inches in diameter embedded deeply in the patch of snow. It looked unusual. A single large print in the snow with two sharp claws protruding from the rear of the mark going a couple of inches deeper. It almost looked like a bird of prey, maybe a raptor print, but huge from the depths of the print from a very heavy creature. Now, what about the skinwalker <laughs> that gives it its name? Now, there are repeated sightings of human-like creatures uh, that have led to invoke the name Skinwalker. The Skinwalker is a shape-shifting character from Navajo tribal folklore. Among the Navajo, Skinwalkers are like werewolves, evil witches who can transform themselves into the creatures of their choosing. There's a lot more that goes into that. <laughs> but if you want the gist of it, Reader's Digest version of what a Skinwalker is, there you go. But Sherman's family ranch was 400 miles north of Navajo Nation. It was next to the Ute Territory. And when the Utes and the Navajo did cross paths, it was an acrimonious relationship. Um, I mean, it was not friendly. <laughs> the Navajo were more aggressive people. <laughs> they took slaves. They had Ute slaves, actually. Uh, there was direct conflict when the Navajo attempted to move up into Ute Territory. But, yeah, I mean... Every Native American tribe has its legends about the skinwalker. Um, some tribes call them different things. But yeah, skinwalker. While skinwalkers don't feature in uh, Ute religion, there's still aspects of the ranch that make sense within the context of their lore. Other strange sightings have occurred directly next door <laughs> at Bottle Hollow. A 420-acre man-made reservoir on Ute land by abutting the ranch. Which was, uh, it was filled with fresh water in 1970 by a federal government mandate. In 1998, a police officer saw a large light plunge into the reservoir and then reemerge, flying off into the night sky. One night in 2002, four young non-Native American men standing on the reservoir shoreline saw a blue-white ball enter the artificial lake. According to Hunt for the Skinwalker, the glowing ball dove into the water just a few feet from the shore, then emerged seconds later in a new form, a shimmering, maneuverable, belt-shaped craft of light. After performing a brief, writhing aerial dance, the belt of light zipped away at a high rate of speed, hugging the ground before disappearing below the top of Skinwalker Ridge. The appearance of the supernatural around Bottle Hollow makes sense with the context of Ute belief. According to Jones, amongst the Utes, uh, you know, springs and certain waterways where reservoirs of negative power, this is where evil spirits or evil sprites would rise up out of the water and drag you in. That's terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's a really, it's, it's a weird place. It was, you know, uh, before it was known as Sherman Ranch. Um, about 512 acres southeast of Ballard, Utah. 
it's reputed to be the site of paranormal UFO-related activities. Uh, it's bizarre. The UFO reports in the Unita Basin were publicized during the 70s. Uh, claims about the ranch, you know, as I said, first appeared in 96. And later, in the alternative weekly Las Vegas Mercury as a series of articles by investigative journalist George Knapp. Now, you might know George Knapp from the whole Bob Lazar thing. These, he was the guy that helped Bob break that story. These um, early stories detailed the claims of a family that allegedly experienced an explicit, inexplicable frightening events as they purchased and occupied the um, property. The ranch was reportedly dubbed the UFO ranch for a while <laughs> due to its ostensible 50-year history of strange events that you know, have said to have taken place there. According to Knapp himself, um, they saw or investigated evidence of close to 100 incidents that include vanishing and mutilated cattle, sightings of UFOs, orbs, large animals with strange eyes that were unscathed when struck by bullets, even invisible objects emitting destructive magnetic fields. Among those were retired U.S. Army Colonel John B. Alexander, who characterized the NIDSI effort in an attempt to get hard data using standard scientific approach. However, the investigators admitted to difficulty obtaining evidence consistent with scientific publication, but they kept seeing stuff. <laughs> now, we have to look at everything, and there is some criticism. According to skeptical author Robert Schaefer, and just take his name out of it, this was... <laughs> One of the only major, you know, skeptical writings I could find. I know it's Robert Schaefer. Uh, you can tell him the sky's blue and he'll want to argue with you. But anyway, the phenomenon at Skinwalker is almost certainly illusory, he says. Not only was this uh, years-long monitoring of Skinwalker by NIDS unable to obtain proof of anything unusual happening, but the people who owned the property prior to the Shermans, a family whose members lived there 60 years, deny that any mysterious phenomena of any kind occurred there. He says the parsimonious explanation is that the supernatural claims about the ranch are made up by the Sherman family prior to selling it <laughs> to the gullible, you know, Bigelow. Uh, Schaefer wrote that many of the more extraordinary claims originally solely from Terry Sherman, who worked as a caretaker after the ranch was sold to Bigelow. In um, 96, skeptic James, uh, skeptic James Randy awarded Bigelow a Pegasus Award. <laughs> That's a thing for funding the purchase of the ranch and for supporting Johnny e. Max Bud Hopkins investigations. The award category designated Bigelow as the funding organization that supported the most useless study of a parent supernatural paranormal or occult. That's a jab. I wouldn't do that though. I wouldn't go that far. Anybody would think this. You want to scientifically and for real study paranormal. Shit, to find out if this stuff is really true or not. Skinwalker Ranch is probably one of the places that's going to be on your short list. So from 93-94, who was, who was this owned by? Kenneth and Edith Myers, 94-96, Terry and Gwen Sherman, 96 to 2016, Robert Bigelow, 2016 present, Brandon Fugel, uh, Adamantium Holdings, basically. In 2016, Bigelow sold Skinwalker Ranch for $4.5 to Adamantium, a shell corporation of unknown origin. Yeah, there's some mystery surviving that survive you know, surrounding this place too. <clears throat> At uh, after this purchase, all roads leading to the ranch have been blocked. Perimeter is secured and guarded by cameras and barbed wire, 
and surrounded by signs that aim to prevent people from approaching the ranch at all. In 2017, the name Skinwalker Ranch was filed for trademark through Justia Trademarks. The trademark was issued in 2018. In March of 2020, Brandon Fugel, 46, a Utah real estate tycoon, announced that he is now the owner of Skinwalker Ranch. So there is the factual stuff. <laughs> this is what we know about Skinwalker Ranch. There are so many stories. There are stories from neighboring people, people who live in neighboring houses around the area, other ranch owners, stuff like that. Everything from no shit, I saw a UFO hover about 20 feet over my house and stayed there for minutes on end. Tried to take a picture of it. The thing knew, either fried my camera or flew off. There are countless stories like this. And, you know, from neighboring people. If I went into them, I would have to create another podcast. <laughs> it is uh, apparently a pretty hot, spotty place. And uh, the Shermans, the, you know, the story that everybody knows about the Shermans is they saw a really just insanely large wolf on their property that was, uh, I guess, mangling or trying to mangle one of their calves. So this thing was abnormally large, really fucking freaky looking. And it appeared to <clears throat> pay no mind to the humans at all. <laughs> uh, Sherman said that this thing was, matter of fact, quite friendly. They chased it off. It would keep coming back. And this abnormally large wolf, he said, with human-looking eyes, would... Whoops. <laughs> sorry, I kicked the desk there. <laughs> would, uh, you know, go after their cattle and stuff. He shot at the thing. No effect on it whatsoever. Shot it again, nothing. Shot it over and over and over until he actually wounded the thing. Goes to follow the blood trail, nothing. And uh, you know, even George Knapp himself uh, was challenged when he and Jeremy Corbell, yep, Jeremy Corbell again, <laughs> went out there to do their own kind of looking around, their own investigation, stuff like that. George Knapp said he did not see or experience anything in particular, but he did say the place was pretty fucking spooky. Um, George Knapp also explained that, you know, with stuff like this, it lays kind of dormant for a while, has its periods of activity and inactivity. That's often said by people who uh, claim that a place is haunted. <laughs> Gets the tourist there, nothing happens or shit. And, uh, you know, that's usually the go-to explanation. Oh, it, it has its spurts, you know, it goes in and out. Skinwalker Ranch is an it's just a really, really odd place. Do I believe that's okay? Now we're getting into like my personal opinion area skin, regarding Skinwalker Ranch. Do I believe that what's happening at Skinwalker Ranch is real? Now, because we have zero evidence, zero, <laughs> we have nothing. All we have are firsthand accounts. We have no photographs, we have no recordings, we don't have shit. And the stuff that we debatably have, Mr. Corbell, talking to you, is <laughs> not admissible. It's inadmissible. We don't have a lot to go on at all. So this episode, this episode here should end right here, right? 
Okay, bye everybody. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> because we need to look at the UFO thing, okay? Unidentified flying objects, ball lightning, orbs, whatever the hell you think it is. <clears throat> UFOs, I think you would have to be a complete fool to not believe that UFOs exist. Hell, even the government is saying that they are now. You know, that's all they're going to say, mind you. <laughs> yeah, that's all they're going to give you. Don't hope for anything more than that. UFOs exist? Yep. Okay, what's for lunch? Uh, that's all they're going to do. Period. So UFOs exist. We know that's a thing. Are they somehow attracted to Skinwalker Ranch? Do they like the place? <laughs> strange hominids, unnaturally large creatures, strange lights, voices that come out of nowhere. Uh, George Knapp even described strange vortices and portals opening. You walk into one area of the ranch, you mysteriously appear in another. Listen, the let me. <clears throat> how do I? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna try to explain this as eloquently as possible, as eloquently as I can with my brain. Anyway, I, I, I I'm a quarter Native American. Okay, I have a lot of Native American in me. And enough to hold a fucking card, okay? I know a lot of people like to say, oh, I got Native American. I actually do, all right? <laughs> I got papers and shit to prove it. And a lot of our stories, a lot of our legends and stuff like that were just ways to explain our world, even though we didn't know exactly what a a star was <laughs> or we didn't know exactly what uh <clears throat> yeah how the sun worked or what made crops grow and what made others fail we we don't know this why dreams happen you know why eating this certain plant will seemingly take you to another dimension <laughs> we know about that now they were just stories in order to try to explain our world as best we could Stories about the star people and the ones who showed us how to make fire and, you know, all that stuff. That goes back so far. <laughs> you just, you know, there's there's no uh, evidential basis there, right? These were just stories in order to uh, make sense of our world. Skinwalker being one of them. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to see. That a lot of the places that my people, my ancestors cursed, that said, do not mess with this place ever. And anybody who does is in a world of shit. <laughs> Every time that's been said and documented, everybody says, okay, there's something wrong with this place. Things happen. Jeremy Corbell, George Knapp, a couple of the other investigators, Bigelow himself, said that whenever you dig at Skinwalker Ranch, whenever you disturb the earth, then it kicks up things. Things start happening. But then again, George Knapp said they dug holes all over the place, set up the cameras, tried to film it, nothing. So either this thing is intelligent or uh, there's just, there's some bullshit there. <sighs> there's so much about Skinwalker Ranch. There's just so much there. So many stories, so many people that it's it's kind of it's kind of impossible to dismiss but what do we have we have nothing like i said i i keep saying this like in every episode maybe i'll say it in every episode i don't know uh 
But <laughs> eyewitness testimony should not be allowed anywhere <laughs> in courts or anything. Unless this happened five minutes ago, 24 hours at the most, we do not need to rely on eyewitness testimony. It's the lowest form of evidence you can present to anything. So much is filled in by our brains. Our brains are susceptible to so much changing, we cannot use it. What does that leave Skinwalker Ranch with? Practically nothing. Practically nothing. Am I saying everybody's lying? No, I'm just saying that we should not count this as absolute fact because the biological tools that we're using to observe with are susceptible to so much outside suggestion. Not from other people. I'm talking about stimuli. We cannot use it. Leaving Skinwalker Ranch with practically nothing. Do I believe Skinwalkers exist? I don't see any evidence of them. <laughs> I don't see any evidence whatsoever besides stories. And this this is stories from my people here. Of, you know, a person who lived a horrible life and, you know, is cursed to be 24-7, 365 ravenous. You know, uh, cursed to, yeah, with the cool superpower of changing in the any, any animal he wants. But uh, the downside of being a skinwalker is insatiable, never-ending, like about to starve to death hunger. Do I believe those things exist? No. <laughs> I, until I see some concrete proof, or at least something that makes me go, hmm, I gotta dismiss that. UFOs? Yeah, we can agree at this point they fucking exist, okay? Whether it's a government craft or aliens or whatever you want to call it, the craft itself, the unidentified flying object, the saucer, the hat, the tic-tac, whatever, they exist, okay? There's just no question about that at this point. And that's as far as I'm going to take it. We don't know if they're aliens. We don't know if it's Bob Ross. Or we have no idea, okay? <laughs> they exist. And they've been seen at Skinwalker Ranch, giving them a little bit of credibility there, maybe. But every investigator that's gone out there and really tried to, to get some tried to get some proof there has come up with nothing. Do I think Skinwalker Ranch is entirely bullshit? I don't think everybody's full of shit. I really, I really don't. The Earth, a reality itself, okay? And I take a lot of this from the Native American beliefs, but this from my own personal observations here, my own common sense, just looking at shit, this is how I view reality. Reality, and you've heard this analogy before, but it's accurate. Reality is a medicine ball, and it gets handled and shaped and formed by the hand of the Almighty, call it God, call it Yehovah, call it the Great Spirit, whatever, gets handled by the Almighty in a lot of ways. You keep uh, rubbing your hands along that medicine ball in certain spots, it's going to wear down. And I think that there are—because some places acquire more care and attention than others— I think that there are some places on earth, there are some places in reality where the ball has worn through and whatever's inside can peek out from time to time. I legitimately believe this, that there are thin spots in reality. There is no structure <laughs> in the cosmos that is entirely uniform. Everything is 
beautifully chaotic, and I love it. <laughs> yes, planets are perfect spheres, most of them. Most of them. Earth is actually kind of slightly egg-shaped. But anyway, uh, not egg-shaped. Uh, it has a bulge at the equator, slight bulge at the equator. But nothing in nature is like machine-crafted perfect, right? <laughs> That's just how it is. You can make your little arguments and stuff here and there. You'll you'll find some exceptions, okay? But uh, beautiful chaos is what the cosmos is. But I, I do believe that there are some spots in reality that are slightly thinner, that are slightly worn down. How do I believe this? There's a million arguments I could make to it. There's not as many to the contrary. And with, you know, just my common sense mind here, I got to assume that my theory <laughs> has uh, some validity to it. I'm not going to say, this is the, see, this is the problem a lot of people have. They say definitely, oh yeah, aliens exist, definitely, aliens exist, bam, like definite answers here. You don't know. Have you shaken hands with one? And if you have, I want to see a photo. Oh yeah, Bigfoot is, exists, man, beyond the shadow of a doubt. Hell yeah, Bigfoot exists. Yeah, prove it. <laughs> I think the most we uh, the most I could say to any theory that I have that hasn't been obviously fucking proven like UFOs is I could say it's possible. My theory is possible. It's entirely plausible. I can't prove that sometimes these random vortices pop up for milliseconds, just milliseconds all over the world. And if you happen to hop into one, this explains all the kind of uh, people popping up at improper times, people disappearing, the man from Torrid, you know, which we're going to tackle soon. Uh, mysterious disappearances, people being there one second and not the other, but still being able to hear their voices. That has happened. I, 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 that That's the conclusion that I draw. That That's more plausible than anything in my head. And um, I can explain it better using that theory than any other one. <laughs> because you have to take into account these things. I know a lot of them, a lot of these stories are first-hand accounts anyway, right? But so many of them are documented. Documented, okay? That's what I'm looking for. Skinwalker Ranch, the stuff happening there, there's not a lot there, man. There really isn't either. Do I believe in Native, Native American curses? You bet your ass. I really do. When the Native Americans, they just were able to tap into something spiritually, like I believe the ancient Egyptians. I thought they knew a hell of a lot more than what they what we give them credit for. I think if magic exists, they found it. Native Americans are spiritually that way. I think they were more spiritually in tune than any of us will ever be. And I think they figured certain things out that we'll probably never figure out. I wholeheartedly believe this. Why? I've had a few odd circumstances myself. Maybe I'll have an episode of Strange Places when I talk about the strange thing that happened to me. <laughs> and it uh, concerns Native American lore, my family, my ancestors. Yes, I believe that because I fucking saw it. So do I, be do I believe Native American curses exist? Yes, because I've seen the effects of one. As I sit here, I'm not shitting you. you now, people, I'm, I'm not fucking lying. <laughs> I'm the guy that has no problem debunking this stuff, even though I really want it to exist. <laughs> Damn it. I wanted the Solway Firth Spaceman to be real, okay? But it's bullshit. I 
have Native American ancestry, and something happened in my presence, that something that I was surrounded by, that I can't explain. And it has to do with my Native American ancestors. I know this because I fucking saw it. I felt it, okay? And when the Native Americans cursed something, said, don't fuck with this thing or this place or whatever, I, I believe this. <laughs> you, you, you just don't. If you're walking through a field, and even somebody with common sense, you know, would say this. You're walking through a field, you know, and someone says, hey, uh, don't, don't tear any leaves. You know, just, just for instance, okay? This is just a supposedly. So you're walking through the woods, and one of your buddies says, hey, don't rip any of the leaves off any of the trees. This place is cursed. So if you rip any of the leaves off trees, then something bad's going to happen to you. What kind of fucking idiot is going to rip a tree, a li- rip a leaf off a tree after that? Huh? What kind of dumbass is going to rip a leaf off a tree after hearing that shit? There's just some things you don't fuck with. <laughs> There's not. If you have any kind of sense whatsoever, whether you believe in it or not, there's just some places you do not screw with. Any place that is cursed by Native Americans, I don't think of, I don't know anybody that stupid (laughs) who would still do it, whether they believed in it or not. Skinwalker Ranch, do I believe it's cursed? (sighs) There's just not enough there, man. There's not. I have to dismiss a lot of this. At the, at, at, if I had to explain Skinwalker Ranch, okay, I would say inconclusive, honestly. I want Skinwalker Ranch to be Skinwalker Ranch. I really, really do. There's just not a lot there. There have been people who have tried to make real scientific studies out there to try to prove this stuff exists. They have nothing. So either what is out there is intelligent or it does have its dormant and active periods. There are people who've been set out there to blow the lid off the whole thing and come hell or high water, they were going to do it, walked home completely empty-handed. Skinwalker Ranch is just one of those legendary places. I hate to say it, man, but... When you get out there and you know the stories and all that stuff, I think the power of suggestion creates a lot of this. You know, I I really do. Um, You're in this place in the middle of the night and you're trying to survey it and stuff like that. And you've dug holes everywhere and you're scared shitless anyway, thinking, oh, my God, what if I disturb something? And you, you just you're rattled already. You see a twig, you know, uh, <laughs> hanging in a tree blown by the wind. And your brain sees this, you know, humanoid thing. Uh, Lights are reflected off of something, whatever, you know. Your brain cooks this up. You hear the stories from the Shermans. I'm not going to say that the Shermans were lying. Obviously, we cannot ask them right now. (laughs) And they've always held to, yes, this is what occurred. Uh, um, Trying to think here. A lot of this comes from the Shermans. This is where a lot of the stories started. Was it cooked up to sell the ranch? They bought the thing. Why would they want to leave so quickly? That's another thing. It's like the Hinterkaifeck murders, which I really want to talk about that one. Um, They sold it pretty quickly, and they've always held to this, this is what happened. Skinwalker Ranch, man, I'm going to take my rubber stamp and boom, (laughs) right on top of this, 
inconclusive. Why is it possible? Yes. I do believe Native Americans can curse a place and it stay cursed until the end of time. Why? Because I've seen the direct result of that. I have Native American ancestors and I, 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 like I said, eyewitness testimony is the worst testimony you could have. So I'm not trying to sell you on nothing, okay? I'm just telling you my personal experience here. And uh, this is what I believe, okay? Because this is what I saw. I I think Native American curses are real. I'm not trying to sell you on it. I'm just telling you what I think. I do believe that reality isn't exactly what we think it is, that there can be worn spots there. Maybe Skinwalker Ranch is one of those places. Maybe it is cursed. Maybe it's a worn spot in reality where the, uh, you know, the firmament has uh, thinned out a tad. Can't prove it. I'm not going to disprove the thing because, like, uh, unlike the Solway Firth Spaceman, where we can definitely explain what that photo was, we can explain and debunk this sucker. We know what the Solway, Spur- Solway Firth Spaceman is at this point because we have other evidence we could look to, other photographs taken in the day that we can compare the evidence with. Skinwalker, we don't even have the photos to start with, <laughs> right? So I'm not going to say that Skinwalker Ranch is bullshit. I think that would be a disservice to our, you know, intellect as human beings. You can't shut yourself off and make definitive statements like that with no evidence going pro or con Skinwalker, right? So that's my official stamp on Skinwalker Ranch. Absolutely inconclusive. We have nothing. Just hearsay, eyewitness accounts, firsthand stuff. I'm not going to admit that. I'm not going to admit it into the uh, into our little trial here. Not going to do it. It's n- no, <laughs> it's not real evidence, man. So, what do you think about Skinwalker Ranch, huh? Join the discussion. Now we got a, a few people trickling in, actually listening to this podcast now, which is great. I just started this sucker, so I want you to go on asylum817.com. This is my website, asylum817.com. This is actually the website for my other podcast, No Disclosure. But at the very top of the page, you cannot miss it. It says "Looking for Strange Places" podcast. Click here, so it'll. <laughs> you go to the uh, asylum817.com. You'll see the Strange Places button, and uh, join the discussion, man. Let me know. Contact me. Tell me what you think of Skinwalker Ranch. Did I leave anything out? Am I missing that crucial piece of evidence that could turn this whole thing around? If I am and you blow my mind, we'll make a part two. But any comments that you leave, I will read them on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you very much. You could support this podcast by clicking on the uh, Patreon link on the site. Patreon. We got everything, man. We got early access to shows. We got bonus things. We got signed stuff. We got free art, all kinds of crap. A podcast just for the patrons. Who does that? (laughs) Nobody. So we have all that stuff on their Patreon account. Speaking of the patrons, shout out to them. The Conkle Homestead YouTube channel. Michelle, Donald, David, Kristen, you guys really keep this thing going. Thank you very much for supporting both of these podcasts. I really appreciate it. So I will uh, catch you guys on the flippity flirt. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. Will we run out of strange places? I don't think so. Because every town has a strange place. And maybe one day, we'll visit yours. <laughs>